0: Welcome to the Job Interview Experience. I'm a former executive recruiter, search firm owner, director of talent acquisition. Today, the founder of Candidate Club Interview Prep and your host of the Job Interview Experience. Jay Fang is a former data scientist with companies like Nextdoor and Monster. Many of you probably feel very familiar with Monster.com if you are on the job hunt. Jay took that experience and applied it to founding Interview Query. Interview Query is designed to help other data scientists nail their interviews and get jobs. So if you're tuning in today, no matter what, our goal is for you to learn something. But if you are in the data science industry, you're interested in it, you're thinking about pivoting to it, this episode is for you. Jay is here to give us insight on interview prep, more information on data science and how, how you can tell if it makes sense for your career how to make your resume stand out and we got a ton more to talk about so jay welcome to the job interview experience
1: yeah thanks for having me
0: my first question is when a data science when a data scientist works with data is it called dating is it called
1: dating no i don't think so i think that's uh, another struggle for data scientists so they don't need <laughs> to overlap the two
0: <laughs> <laughs> jay when you're not working when you're not working you're not doing all this stuff we want to get to know you a little bit so tell me like how do you like to spend your free time what do you like to do for fun what are you passionate about
1: yeah personally i love um doing like active sports uh, i'm really into surfing and snowboarding um honestly there's not a lot of crazy free time outside of that uh and doing work and just hanging out with the girlfriend and uh traveling a bit so really really like a focus on like getting better at surfing and snowboarding since i never really did them um those activities as a kid
0: this being a career podcast our audience would love to hear a brief overview of your career kind of what led you to where you are today the, the steps that you've taken the places you've been
1: yeah so i started out um basically as a graduate of electrical engineering in undergrad and i came out like roaring to become a data scientist basically And so i saw this like you know hot new field i wanted to be in tech i worked, wanted to work at facebook and google with all the free lunches and so found my way into data science <laughs> because i thought that would be the easiest way to come in um i think it's a great field if you don't like um, aren't like as hardcore about programming as a computer scientist but you still have this like sense of business and you want to like apply that knowledge towards practical decisions And so I got into data science because I like that kind of combination of programming and business uh, personally. So I got a job in marketing analytics first uh, down in the Bay Area. quickly left that to join a startup called Jobber. That was basically like a Tinder for jobs. And I was in charge of building out that recommendation engine that would basically as a job seeker, if you signed up, we would feature you like the best jobs that you could. And so I'm sure a lot of people like, you know, know what that's like to kind of like, you know, basically get a feed of jobs that, um, you know, LinkedIn or Indeed, things are good for you. Um, I was in charge of trying to provide that feed. Um, and basically we got bought by Monster after that uh, for our mobile app. And so worked there for two years and I worked at Nextdoor and just decided with all my job experience, it was time to start my own company to help prepare data scientists for their interviews, actually, and really like bring it back to the candidate side.
0: Get us up to speed. What is interview query? How does it help and who does it help?
1: Yeah, so Interview Query is a data science interview prep platform. And so uh, the goal is kind of like SAT preparation for data scientists, right? So when you're preparing for the SAT, right, you got to do a bunch of practice questions, got to do a bunch of practice tests, right, for the actual um, test that comes up. And so for us, we kind of prepare that with practice questions. So we give you like a programming editor for you to practice uh, programming questions with. Uh, We give you case studies to practice, you know, business case questions that come up and analytics types of questions and then we do a bunch of like community gathering too as well like really give you the best resource um if you have a data scientist interview at facebook or google we try to provide you with like an interview guide as well as just like salary ranges so you know what's going to happen before you're
0: do you have any specific uh examples of someone who maybe wasn't doing well or was lost and they found you and like what kind of a difference does it make for people once they're done with your platform
1: yeah so um I definitely think that a lot of the times, you know, people have, you know, the smart knowledge and like the intuition towards what they need to do to get like a job, right? But a lot of the times, it's really hard to understand the exact steps that it takes to get there. So specifically with us, we kind of try to lay out the groundwork. So it's really easy to step by step figure out how to get a job in data science. And uh, I think, you know, when you come up into an interview or for a new position or a new field, it's very hard to get that like understanding of what's going to be asked and what's going to be tested because a lot of the times um, if you don't go on any interviews or you're just just, like new to the field and you don't get a lot of interview experiences then you've got a lot of chances to fail and get it right you know the first time and so for us like our job is just to be able to curate that experience for you initially so that you know exactly how to frame your answers and what you need to uh, make and study and figure out your weak points so that when you actually get to the real interview that you care about. Um, you're ready for it and like ready to go.
0: It seems like for a lot of job seekers, just getting their resume notice, that which is the you know the first step, can be the hardest step. Mm-hmm. What can we do to improve our chances of getting a resume notice? What are you doing, or how are you helping people get past that first hurdle?
1: Yeah, I think the first thing right there is just putting down like the parts of your experience that the recruiters want to see, right? And for every field, it's very different, right? Uh, If I'm a data scientist, um, I'm going to put down like a lot of the kind of business impact that I made for the business by using data science onto my resume. It's going to be different if I'm like a teacher or an accountant or something else where, you know, your priorities are therefore different, right? And so I think uh, for general population, I think, you know, the best things that you can put onto your resume is you know, obviously people say, you know, demonstrating initiative, demonstrating business impact. But uh, for me, I think a lot of it comes down to like, really displaying projects that deliver hard numbers. And that's what I love seeing from people's um, resumes, um, as well as like an understanding of uh, what is it that uh, people care about the most, right? Like people don't care about that project that you worked on, that, you know, every other student in your class also worked on the same project, right? They care about that unique, experience that you have that other people don't and so i think that's just kind of where you have to differentiate yourself on your resume
0: with interview query i'm I'm sure you have many suggestions or methods for preparing for an interview are there a couple first steps that people tend to miss or that you put extra focus on
1: yeah so i think the basic first step that most people miss out on is understanding what's going to be asked in the interview. And so for these uh, tech positions for like companies, you know, uh, the top thing, you know, Google, Amazon, uh, if you want to get into a tech position, they're going to ask you specifically technical interview questions. And across all technical interview questions, there's probably like 10 to 15 different kinds of topics there, right? And so just understanding that they're going to choose one of those topics, Um, and ask you that uh, makes it so that if you know what that topic is beforehand, you're going to be way more prepared than someone that doesn't know, right? And so if I walk into an interview and I've just been studying case studies and they ask me a probability question about rolling dice, right? I'm going to be screwed, right? And so just uh, really like diving into the interview experience for that specific role and just like uh, understanding, reading on blind, reading on glass door, just understanding like what gets asked most Mm -hmm. frequently is going to be the top number one thing that you got to do? Cause you know, it's all about like figuring out what's going to be on the interview first and then preparing for it. You don't want to be preparing for 15 different topics all at the same time. You want to be preparing for like, what's going to be on your next interview always.
0: That's a great suggestion, especially for bigger companies or even more technical positions. If you Google common interview questions for that specific position type, you can get a lot of insight and it, I've even been around long enough to see trends and what's asked and some of the questions I absolutely hate because they're they're base level interview questions some of them are just the behavioral ones the brain teasers are just stupid, but you know so say that you're you want to get into data science or you want to get into whatever if for our listeners just googling that and trying to find specific questions again not what are, what are your hobbies what are your strengths and weaknesses whatever questions that the company will need to know or need to at least test your knowledge on, just Google it if you haven't thought to do that before. Thank you, Jay. I have never said that before on the show to just go Google the specific types of interview questions <laughs> to, to get some insight on that. And it does change over time. And obviously the technology, the software platform I'm, I'm sure data scientists use, I'm sure the, the, the companies that were providing that 10 years ago are not always the same as today or at least what they offer is different. So Google is your Google or DuckDuckGo or wherever, that's your solution to that problem. You won't get all of that information you need, and that's where things like interview query, I'm sure, fill those gaps. But uh, just at a quick glance to figure out what you at least can find out what you don't know, that's the place to go. You, I, yeah. you have your pulse on data science careers. What does the future of the industry and that type of work, Look like from your perspective?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the future of data science is specifically going to converge into two different paths. So there's one path that's just more so business focused and kind of like the one that I'm on, where, you know, we take uh, a data set, we analyze it, we bring in some insight, right? Like, uh, for example, um, you know, for your podcast, right? I'd be like, I'd be digging into it, I'd be like, hey, look, you know, these are the demographics you know this is a really growing population of users you should cater to them or something right and that'd be kind of like the business side of data science then there's a the more technical side which is like building the models um deploying them at scale um and also uh basically improving upon them and using like these ai kind of newest ai techniques every single time so for this it would be more so like i go onto spotify right i'm a uh, searching for podcasts that I like, suddenly Spotify gives me like this perfect podcast about interviewing that I like. That's like what the other kinds of technical data scientists work on. So basically there's like a huge divergence there um, just because there's that initial, you know, data scientist that brings the insights to like the business person, then the business person or the CEO basically goes to like the more technical data scientists or machine learning engineers and say, okay, we got to start implementing these insights into models, right, for our podcast recommender. And uh, that's kind of where it goes like full circle, because now if I get recommended this podcast, I really like it. I'm going to keep on using Spotify. And so pretty like far divergence. Um, I definitely think that, you know, if you're better into coding, you're going to go for the more technical side. If you're better at talking to people and explaining insights, you should go for the candidate side.
0: For our listeners that are tuning into this episode, if you hear a rooster in the background, Jay is not tuning in from a farm in Nebraska He's actually on vacation at an exotic location. I was actually pumped when he called in because most of these interviews were both in offices, and it's just boring. Uh, so, Jay, if I was Jay, I would be doing the exact same thing right now. Jay, we we won't uh, we won't tell the audience where you are, so all of your stock you know the stalkers from the show don't all hunt you down. But Jay is my first guest. <laughs> Jay is my first guest guest to come on. Where I thought to myself, like, dang, I wish I was where he was. So. Uh, that's where the rooster's coming in at. If there's a way to edit that out, we need to make sure we don't edit it out because (laughs) I, I like the rooster or the chicken or whatever (laughs) that is in the background. Jay, like what, what's a typical cycle? Like how do people find interview query? Like most of your customers, what do they like? What do they say they like about it? And like, are there any, since you're obviously you understand analyzing what's coming through more than anyone, like what are you, what's the outcome? Like, how are they giving you feedback on how they're helping, how you are helping them?
1: Yeah. So we do run a survey after uh, all of our, you know, users kind of like uh, end their subscription on any query. And we just want to ask you, you know, like, are you, did you get a job? Uh, Is that why you're canceling or did you not get a job and you don't feel like the site was helpful for you? Right. And uh, for us, like, we've seen pretty good statistics from this. I think from like a software platform itself, we've seen 50% of people get a job after using our site for two months. And so, you know, in, Wow. Blue of things, you know, for us, we think that's really good. I mean, I, they're not signing up for a boot camp. They're not signing up for a master's program. They're just kind of studying for interview prep. And um, that's kind of our best way of tracking this metric. Um, I think the better stories come in when we do see people like that are actually upskilled. Um, so, for example, we had a, a candidate the other day who was basically um, working out of like a boot camp and then kind of being a TA for a college or a master's uh, program that they had used to be in. And then they got a data science job after using interview query and, you know, their salary went from like $20 an hour to like, you know, 200 K. Right. And for us, that's like huge. That's an amazing opportunity that we can give them that like huge jump in salary and, um, even like affect a portion of it. Maybe if it was just 5%, that's, that's like, you know, 10 K of value for the, you know, the user at that point. And so, um, we think, you know, just being able to give that kind of general value um, and provide it for these, uh, you know, our c- candidates and students on our uh, website is huge.
0: We want to link to you in this episode's description. How should people connect with you? Where should they go to connect with Interview Query?
1: Yeah, so uh, if you type Interview Query into Google, you'll check us out. You know, We have all these types of interview questions from Python, practicing SQL, uh, getting better at yeah, you know, become a data analyst, data engineer, data scientist, you name it. Anything in data will help you out with. Um, if you want to check out more of my YouTube videos, I'm on YouTube under Data Science Jay. Just kind of give out tips and advice. Um, and yeah, those are probably the two best ways to link up.
0: We'll link to both of those in this episode's description. Jay, thanks so much for joining us and sharing. As we come to a close, can you share a piece of wisdom or encouragement for our listeners?
1: I feel like everyone probably says don't give up if you're on the tail end of a ton of, you know, interviews where you've been rejected or you haven't uh, heard back from um, resume screens. Um, I I do think that, like, job hunting is kind of a numbers game. Um, You know, it's mostly a funnel. Uh, It's just like sales, right? You're selling yourself. And so if you reach out to 100 jobs, 10 of them get back to you, two of them do a phone screen, that's 2% conversion, right? And. You can either increase that conversion rate and try to get better at the phone screen or the resume screen, or you can apply to a thousand jobs and then get 20 interviews, uh, right? And so um, just kind of like analyze it a little bit, do a little data science, even if you aren't in data. It's always good to have that on your resume too. And uh, definitely just don't give up and keep on trying there.
0: Thanks again, Jay, for joining us. Let's have you back on again soon.
1: Yeah. Thanks, Matthew. Talk soon.